This is Joel Johnson, Senior Minister at Parkview Christian Church. I want to thank you for listening to our sermons online. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me by email at joeljohnson at parkviewfinley.org. Well, happy Mother's Day, and thank you, moms, for the sacrifices you've made. Thank you for all the love that you share. Thank you for all of, all of those little things that no one will ever, ever know about. You know, God knows, and we say thank you for those things. And we, we come together and we celebrate you and we celebrate God on Mother's Day. And we all come from different perspectives and we all come from different experiences when we celebrate a, a holiday like Mother's Day. And those experiences sometimes intensify the celebration. They intensify the, the emotions that we have and the, the memories and the past that, that comes back. Uh, some of those memories are great memories of, of tender moments in childhood, of, of moms expressing love in, in very meaningful ways. Uh, some of those memories are painful ones. They involve sorrow and, and loss and strained relationships and, and distance and sometimes Mother's Day is a, is a conflict of those, those difficulties coming up as we celebrate together. And if you're, if you're experiencing those difficulties today, if you're reminded of loss, if you're reminded of, of broken relationships, my heart goes out to you. I want to encourage you today as we talk about the love of God. Uh, for, for those of us who are thinking about, about moms in our, in our past and love they've expressed, and we're thinking about moms who are still present today and the, the celebrations we'll have and the reconnections that will take place as we call and visit and, and share love meaningfully today. I want to cur- encourage you as well to, to cherish these moments that you have together, to honor the, the moms in your life in a very special way today as we say thank you uh, specifically more than any other day. Uh, we should be saying thank you every day, but but today is the day we we say a big thank you, and we make we make moms feel very special on Mother's Day. So don't forget uh, to call your your mom to to go and visit, to provide a gift, to express love, because it will be it will mean more to her than you can ever imagine. So we say we say thank you, mom. We are grateful for you, and we we think very specifically about who you are and what you do. And, and, and what I've noticed about moms is that you are, you are uniquely gifted by God to do the job that you do. And what I've found is that moms develop a, a language that's all their own, that is meaningful to their kids, that, that you all understand together, that the rest of us, maybe, we don't talk that way. We don't listen that way. I was at, at Fort Finley yesterday getting donuts for breakfast this morning for my wife, who's an incredible mom. And uh, I was there with this long line. Saw some people from church who were way ahead of me. They didn't invite me to cut. So um, I waited outside and slowly made our way indoors. And while once I got inside, we, uh, we looked out the glass, those of us standing in line, and we saw this minivan pull up. And a mom got out with a two-year-old boy. And then dad came around the other side of the minivan with another two-year-old boy, holding the hand of a third two-year-old boy. And everybody in line went, oh... And somebody said triplets, and another person said, and they're all boys. (laughs) And our hearts went out to this mom, who we all knew is probably exhausted and will continue to be exhausted for another 12, 18 years. Who knows how long? 
Uh, and the, the boys were, were great. They were, they were funny little kids. They were, they were all in their PJs still, just goofing around together. One of them had a tube of bubble solution and a wand, and he was blowing bubbles, and the other kids were chasing the bubbles, and they'd hit the ground, and they'd stomp them, and just, just having a great time. It was fun to, to watch them. And then I moved forward, and, and, and then I heard the door open. And as they came through the door, I heard the mom say, okay, we're, we're going inside, so I want you to keep the bubbles in their container. I would never have said it that way, personally. <laughs> uh, maybe it's the dad of me, I would say, stop blowing bubbles. Bubbles are outside, we're going inside, no more bubbles. And, and just be very direct about those instructions. Moms have a way of describing their expectations very clearly, very plainly, so there's no wondering what they mean, the bubbles stay in the container. There, now, that, that's a very, the very simple and direct statement. It, it's not confrontational, confrontational, it's very clear, and yet... There's no room for wiggle. Moms have this way of closing the loopholes in their statements. And I, and I think they, they learn that through the process of, of raising kids. For example, if a mom says to her sons, not that this has ever happened in my house, I want you to clean your room. A mom, maybe you and I would hear that, what a mom says and expect that that child is going to go clean their room. Hmm, no. A child hears those words and says, mom wants me to clean my room, but I don't want to clean my room. So... Until I hear her say, go clean your room right now, it's not time to clean my room. She's just expressing her desire. Now, I would say that's, that's a, a very dangerous way of thinking. But a mom knows. And she doesn't say, I, want, I, I would love to see you clean your room. She says, get off the couch, go clean your room right now, or else, dot, 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 dot. There's very clear, clear loophole closing in those instructions and the naming of consequences. Because without those things, who knows what's going to happen? Now, moms, you have this way of, of talking to your kids. And we, we've heard you say those things that you wouldn't say in any other situation that are, would be surprising for anyone else to hear them, but they make sense to your kids in the way that you, you, you say those things. Now, for a gift for you moms on Mother's Day, um, we arrange to have these decorations, one for each of you. Sherry McBrien and uh, Steve, their, their company Wood and Wishes, have fabricated these wonderful displays for you. If you would like something different or larger, uh, you can order more, but you get one of these as a gift from the church today. And I would just want to tell you what some of these say. There's a whole selection, so rather than hand them out, you can go back to the table with after service and select your own gift uh, rather than me handing you something you don't want. So this one says, today's goal, keep the tiny humans alive. Things I wouldn't think to say, but that's a meaningful message for moms, right? Uh, this, one, this one is also meaningful. Thou shalt not try me, mom, 24-7. All the time, no way. Uh, Alexa, feed my kids. If this works, let me know. That would, that would be excellent to, to have that at your disposal. There's, there's a variety of sayings back there, uh, funny, clever things, things that moms will resonate with you because they make sense in that language that you have. Language has, has, a, has a powerful hold on our understanding of the world around us. And today, as we talk about the love of moms, we're, we're going to use language a bit and, and talk about what that means and how the love of moms is a reflection of the love of God. We're going to open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. A passage that's probably well known. If you've ever been to a wedding, you've heard this passage. It is a description of what God's love looks like. What, what godly love, as we express it, should look like. Uh, and, and in the Greek that the New Testament was written in, there's actually four different words for love. 
And they each one describe a different aspect of love. Uh, a love that's an affection from a parent to a child, which is what we would, would expect to hear about from moms. Uh, romantic love, brotherly friendship love, like Philadelphia, you know, the city of brotherly love. That's where that word comes from. And then there's this, this fourth word, agape, which is a godly, compassionate love that we see is a perfection of every kind of love, is the fulfillment of every kind of love, should be imposed over each of the other three. And so as we talk about what a mother's love looks like, we're actually going to hear this description of what godly love is. And for those of you who are moms, this is an encouragement to you in, in the way that you love your kids to strive for, for these elements of, of God's love. This is, this is a reminder to the rest of us to, to remember the way we have seen moms loving their kids, the way, the way we've experienced a, a mother's love in our lives, that this is what that love is, what it should be, what, what we're all striving for. And whether your mom has been perfect in that or not, this is what we're all striving to do. And this is the way that moms uniquely point us to God through the way that they love us. I want to read along with you in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If you have a Bible and you want to open with me, please do so. The words will be on the screen. If you want to use the YouVersion app, just open up the Bible app, search under events for Parkview Finley, and you'll find scripture and sermon notes there for this morning's sermon. Let's begin in verse 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It isn't proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And the thing we're learning about today is love, especially as we see it exemplified in the care and guidance of a mother. So there's a few aspects that we want to talk about. And we're going to, we're going to follow a little bit of the passage that, that Paul wrote to the church at Corinth about what godly love looks like. The first thing I want to do is talk about the, the, the nature of God's love, the, the quality of his love, the, and how the love of a mother reflects that quality of God's love. Paul gave us two very specific words to help us understand that quality. The first is patience. Love is patient. And we have experienced patience at the hands of our mothers, haven't we? Mothers whose patience exceeds expectations, goes beyond what we would think an ordinary human would be able to have. A, a patience that is illustrated in a, a variety of ways and also stretched in a variety of ways. The, uh, the patience of a mother is motivated by her love. But we do have to understand that a mother's love has limits. There at some point is an end. I would just say love, a mother's patience has limits. At some point you will find the end of a mother's patience. Many of you have met my mom. She's visited here, attended church with us, and you've you hopefully gotten to say hello and meet her. Uh, my mother has very clear limits to her patience. I saw it as my job as a kid to help her 
know herself well and find the boundaries of her patience. So I would walk right up to the line and just give a little shove. Here it is. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was one of those quiet kids. I didn't really like to share a lot about myself, talk about my emotions, kind of clammy. That's a weird word. I was closed, except right before bedtime, about five minutes till I was supposed to be in bed. That's when I wanted to have a long conversation. Let me, let me ask you a question, something I've been, been wondering about. Let's, let's have a meaningful talk. The problem was it worked the first time and I got to stay up late. And so then every night after that, for probably a month, it was go to bed, go to bed. No, no, we can talk tomorrow. Why are you asking me now? Go to bed. When kids find those opportunities, it's important to, to remember this, this, this godly reflection of patience as it's tested. And moms, you know how, how, your kids, how your kids can very cleverly test that patience, how they can push you to the very brink. And you know that you need help from the Lord to continue expressing a godly kind of patience in the way that you love your kids. This, this patience is a reflection of the eternal patience of God of God in the way that he is ever patient with us, knowing the, the amount of time he has set forth, not wanting us to perish, but wanting everyone to come to repentance, to turn our hearts to him, to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. God is patient with us, providing second chances. God is patient with us, providing grace when we need it. God is patient with us, allowing us the opportunity to come to our senses when we do wrong, to recognize our faults and turn back to him. And we, we see his patience expressed to us so perfectly in that time. But we also know that he's already set a time for Christ to return. And he is, he is patient. He expresses his patience eternally. But, but we, we need to make a decision. And we see how God's patience is expressed when we understand a mother expressing patience to us. This, the second thing we learn about the love of, of God that, that we all strive for is not only that it's patient, but it's kind. It is a, a sympathetic, compassionate response to needs in our lives. And moms are especially good at, at meeting those needs, especially emotional needs in the lives of their kids, of recognizing those, those, those sensitive places in our hearts, those tender places in our hearts where, where there's fear where there's doubt. Moms are intuitive and they understand when we're confronted with, with that vulnerability. And they step in to shield that vulnerability, to, to move past it, not to put it off indefinitely, not to, not to ignore it and hope it goes away, but then privately to come back and say, hey, I noticed this, this place in your life, moms will say to us. I noticed how hard that was for you. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's work through that so, that so that you can overcome, so that we can help you see how God will help you overcome that. And it will no longer be that sensitive thing, that difficulty in your life, so that you can, you can be whole, so that you don't have to worry about that. Moms have a way of, uh, of helping us surrender those things to the Lord. And as we experience that compassionate kindness from moms, we're given a reflection of the compassion of God, the grace of God kindness that he extends to us when he sees us in our greatest need, when he sees us overwhelmed without hope, bound to sin. And we read that even while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God expressed his love to us in, in the most difficult, vulnerable moments of our lives. When we look around and we don't see how we can escape the hold of sin and temptation, God redeems us. He turns our hearts to him and draws us into relationship with him. 
It's his compassion expressed to us. It's his grace evident in our lives, motivated by his love. And we see an example of that in the care that moms provide to us as, as children. Not only do, does the, mother, the love of a mother reflect the quality of God's love, it is also an expression of God's love. The love of a mother uh, helps us see the way that, that, that the love of God works. And Paul describes this process uh, first by giving us the, the negative. Uh, the, the perfect love of God is not, uh, and he gives us a list of things. He begins by saying, uh, love is, does not envy. It doesn't, it doesn't look into the lives of others and want what they have. Envy is a, is a consuming thing. It, it wastes our resources in, in, in hopes of striving for the things that other people have. It, it drives us according to that one. That's not, that's not what love looks like. Love is an encouraging thing. Love builds relationships together. It doesn't, doesn't drive people apart with this, this thought of jealousy. Uh, he goes on to say, love, love does not boast. Love doesn't, doesn't continually point to our own greatness. And moms, you know, you know how that is. When, when you're, you're raising your kids and you're training them up and you're teaching them things, you don't, you don't brag to your kids about how much better you are at spelling than they are. I won spelling bees when I was a kid. You don't take them out on the basketball court and dunk in their face and say, ha, that's how it's done. Maybe you'll learn to be that. No, mothers encourage their kids. They teach them the basics and help them to grow. And sometimes they learn through their failures. Love is not proud. It doesn't think of itself better than those around it. It doesn't, it doesn't live with entitlement, expecting reward, compensation, or an abundance of thanks. And, and moms, you live your lives well aware of, of who you are and the needs of the people around you, caring for your kids. Love does not dishonor. Honor isn't a word that we use a lot in our culture today. Uh, probably if we were going to say this, we'd say love does not disrespect others. Love, love doesn't, doesn't drag people through the mud, even, even for the sake of humor. Love is very careful with the reputation of other people, building them up continually instead of tearing them down. Love is not self-seeking. It, it isn't looking out for self all the time at the expense of others. Love is sacrificial. Love love reaches into the lives of others and pulls them up rather than, rather than tearing them down to, to build self up. Love isn't angry. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not the, the, the result of a short fuse. <laughs> love, love is long suffering and exhibits the patience uh, of, of God. Paul tells us the next thing that, that love doesn't do is it doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Now this is, this is a difficult thing for each of us. And maybe moms, this is, this is hard for you. Uh, not remembering the faults and failures not holding those things over our heads to manipulate us and get different kind of behavior. Uh, but love is something that, that seeks out reconciliation, that seeks to restore relationships, that, that teaches kids about, about forgiveness, about how to make an apology, how to accept an apology, and how to, to move beyond faults and failures, protecting our hearts, but at the same time, letting those things be in the past and not dragging them back out again. Love does not delight in evil. It doesn't revel in terrible things. And moms, it's, it's, it's a painful thing to see your kids go off to school and go out into the world and experience temptation and evil. And no one delights in seeing that happen. No, one's, no one delights in that. But love, love, love guides us to care for one another while we all are experiencing these difficult things in the world around us as, as our kids go out and they they're, they're tempted as they go out and they interact with other people who believe different things and they hear other, other 
very persuasive arguments. It's the love of a mother that, that, that builds her children up and helps them see the truth of God's word to help them stand in the face of evil, encouraging them. Love that God has for us, love that God calls us to, to strive for is something that, that, that seeks to overcome this list of negative traits to live in a different way than people might expect. And moms, we see this calling in, in, in your lives, especially as you love your children, to, to love them the way God loves you and to strive to be a reflection of that love, to, to, to strive to express God's love through, through your parenting, to help your kids grow, to be who God is making them to be. There we go. The love of a mother expresses God's love, not in rejoicing in evil, but delighting in the truth, of focusing on the truth, of, of pointing back to God's word. And as, as mothers seek to express the love of God in, in their families, we see the, the, the way that they express this love. Love always protects, is what Paul tells us. And we have this imagery in scripture, especially in the Psalms, uh, of God's love providing the safe place for us as we rest in the shadow of your wings is what the psalmist would write. Also in the book of Ruth, we read this, this picture of, of a, a mother bird sheltering her young by covering them with her wings, providing the safety from the elements, providing this, this safety from predators that, that she might even give her life to defend her kids from as she shelters them under her wings. And, and there, her little ones find this place of, of, of safety of comfort, of rest, knowing that mom is, is vigilant, is watching, is caring for them. This is the imagery that we have of God always protecting, always guarding us from temptation and sin, always, always caring for us, sometimes in ways we don't even realize until we look back and see how God has carried us through difficult times, that God is protecting us. So like mothers, we have another, another animal in the world that we relate you to, and that's the mother bear protecting her cubs with that, that fury that rises to the top when those cubs are threatened. And we see this protective instinct in moms rising to the surface. It's a powerful image of that protective instinct. Love always protects. Love always trusts. And moms, as you express love to your kids, you, you exemplify this trust as you, as you teach them how to grow, as you, as you give them small things, you entrust small things to their care to help them learn how to do those things. So you, you can pour your own glass of milk today. Please don't dump the whole carton all over the table. And your kids learn to, to do those tasks themselves. Sometimes they learn by failure. You have to show them well, you can't support the weight of the jug on the edge of the cup because it'll fall over and make a huge mess. You have to hold the weight of the jug. It's these, these little things that then grow into bigger things as you trust your kids to pick out their own outfit and hope that it matches. You trust your kids to learn and to grow. And as they make mistakes, you step back to the small things and you teach them to, to grow again and be entrusted with larger things. This is the way that we, we experience God's love as well, that he trusts us with the gospel message. He trusts us to serve in his kingdom. And when we're faithful with the small things, we're entrusted with greater things and, and responsibility grows and our service grows. And God calls us to strive for perfection, but he knows that there are times when we will falter, when we'll stumble, when we'll fail. And we have to go back to those small things again and learn from our mistakes and grow into those responsibilities again. And we see this, this trusting nature of God allowing us room 
to, to discover who we were made to be in him. And as moms express that love of God, they have a unique way of helping us see the potential that God placed in our lives, helping us see beyond our faults and failures, helping us see behind those things that we don't like, that, that God has placed potential in each of us, that God has given us talents and abilities that we can grow into, that we can learn to, to use for his glory and for his kingdom. Love always protects, it always trusts, love always hopes. And mothers have a way of looking to the future, praying for their kids, worrying about their kids, encouraging their kids. And you think, moms, what that, what that looks like as you teach them the basics of letters and numbers and shapes and colors, preparing them for a new role and relationship as they go off to school and they encounter a teacher who's going to, to educate them more and they encounter a group of friends at school. You're preparing them for those next steps and you're talking to them through that process as they prepare to move on to college and then to a career and support themselves and be on their own. You're preparing them to step into those new roles and relationships. You, you socialize kids when they're young helping them discover what healthy friendships look like so that when they're ready to step into that, that circle of friends, they'll develop as teenagers. They'll have people that, that are trustworthy. They'll, they'll be friends who, who live in healthy relationships with one another. You, you hope that they'll find a spouse that they can live in healthy relationship with as well. And you're preparing them all the time to take on those next roles and relationships. And God works in you as a mom to also prepare your children to step into a relationship with him. And the way that you love your children will help them open their hearts to God. As you authentically live out his love in the way that you raise your kids, you are preparing them to discover God for themselves and to establish a real relationship with him on their own, that they would not be a Christian because you're a Christian, not come to church with you because you're going to church and then walk away from that when they're on their own, but that, that at some point in that process, they would come to know the Lord themselves, accept Christ as Lord and Savior, and live out their faith because they recognize the value of the love of God for themselves. Moms, you have this unique opportunity to point your children to the Lord and to help them discover Him and live for Him. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes. It always perseveres. And we see this, this imagery of perseverance in the way that moms give and give and give. Even after a long night when they've been up with a sick child, they still find those reserves of energy and strength to continue serving and loving and mothering when we would think there's nothing left to give and they're just going to collapse and fall asleep. Mothers just have this, this ability to continue on until it's time to rest. And we see a, a reflection of the, the infinite strength of God providing caring, always loving us, even when we think he could, he, th there can't be any more love for him to give. He continues on persevering. He continues on. And we discover how that love works in our lives through the expression of love that mothers have for us, that love never fails. Because God is love. Because God is in that expression. And then when moms strive to live out his love in their lives, there's this supernatural quality that we discover. This, this perseverance, this, this grace that goes beyond what, what they should be able to have because they're leaning on God, because they're trusting in his provision to raise their children well. And they know 
that it's God working through them to care for their kids. And you know it's God working through you. When you surrender to his will and to his way, that he uses you for the sake of your children. I want to encourage you to keep loving them, to keep, to keep loving them, even when you don't know how you're going to keep going, even, though, even when you don't know how to respond to the situations that they're in, that you'll just keep loving and encouraging and praying and worrying. It's, it's something that never ends for you, moms, that when your kids are growing up, you're, you're praying and worrying as they, as they learn to drive. You, you're praying more and worrying more as they step out on their own and go to college. Uh, I can't imagine the, the, the anxiety that builds as they, as they establish a career in a home of their own, as they find a spouse and begin having kids. There's never an opportunity to stop praying and encouraging and worrying about the kids that you have, even when they're adults. It's incredible to see the way God works through those relationships, the way God is working through your prayers, the way God is working through your encouragement and and continuing to, to grow in the lives of your kids, in the lives of your grandkids, drawing them to himself, drawing them back to him. The love of mother is an expression of, of God's love. And we see how, how love fosters this kind of growth toward the Lord, especially. That love is something that, that points us toward completion, toward growth, toward maturity. And as Paul wrote, he said, you know, when I was a child, I thought like a child, I acted like a child. But as I became a man, I set those ways of childhood behind me. And, and we understand love differently as we grow up. We understand life differently as we grow up. And it's important for each of us to grow toward maturity. Now, there's some of us I don't think we'll ever be fully mature. It's just, just a matter of who we are. But, but we're learning together, growing together to keep on loving, to keep on learning, to keep growing closer to the Lord and encouraging one another to grow closer to the Lord. And moms, you have a very special role to play in that. The last thing I want to talk about this morning is, is how the love of mother helps us grow in our relationship with God. And moms have a unique way of, of demonstrating to us the, the unique qualities of God's love. Now, they aren't demonstrating those qualities perfectly. They're just giving us a glimpse of what we experience from God. The first thing we learn from, from moms about God's love is, is how God loves us unconditionally. Moms have a way of loving the things that are unlovely. You ever heard the, the phrase, this is a face only a mother could love? Thank you, mom. When your kid begins to discover creativity, and they create their own art and bring it to you and say, Mom, look what I did. Those are moments that you're looking at something only a mother could love. And you have to say, oh, this is incredible. Would you tell me about your drawing? Because you have no idea what it is. When they make a sculpture out of Play-Doh and say, Mom, look what I made. You're like, oh, that's wonderful. What did you make? <laughs> and it's important to let them tell you so that you don't say the wrong thing. But, but they are presenting this thing to you that is, that is their creativity that is their talent, that is their an expression of themselves. And they are wanting to experience love from you as you encourage them in that thing. And sometimes it's a very unlovely thing that only a mother could love. And we, we learn about what it is to be loved when other people wouldn't as we grow up. We get to difficult times in life. Our teenage years, our 
our 20s and 30s as we encounter uh, relationships in a new way and we make mistakes and we, we fail and, and we, we get hurt and we feel unlovely. Those are times when the love of mom reminds us that we're not loved only when we feel attractive. We're not loved only when we're good. We're not loved only when we're living up to some standard. Love isn't something that should be earned. Love is something that's given. And and when moms love us through our hardships and difficulties, when moms continue to remind us of God's love, even when we've failed, we're, we're given this picture of the unconditional love of God that meets us in the darkest moments of our lives. This unconditional love of God that's poured out to us even when we are, we are trapped in the ugliness of sin, that we experience his grace, that, that we experience the, the love of God poured out through the blood of Jesus, even while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, providing for us the love and hope and, and way out that we thought was impossible, that God loves us even when we don't feel lovely. And moms have a way of helping us learn what that unconditional love looks like. The other thing that, that mom helps us learn is that, that true love contains boundaries. True love helps us live within discipline and authority. And moms, you're very clear about where those boundaries are for your kids. You help them discover that, that, that a healthy life is lived within those boundaries. And that begins when kids are little and they begin moving on their own and they discover hot stoves and electric outlets. And moms, you're the ones who have to say, no, that's going to hurt you and, and set boundaries for your kids and pull them away from dangerous things. That never stops. When they become teenagers, there's much more dangerous things to discover. And moms, you're there to say, no, here are the boundaries for your life. And if you want to experience healthy relationships, if you want to experience a life that doesn't have all of these consequences, you're going to live within these boundaries and borders. And I'll tell you what these consequences are going to be if you step outside of that. And we, we learn to submit to the authority of mom. And we learn that, that God is a loving authority in our lives. And that the, the instructions he gives us in his word are not meant to, to stifle us and, and provide a, a life without the joys of this world. They're meant to, to provide a framework that we can live a healthy experience in discovering God's love and expressing his love in the world around us and an experience that saves us from the consequences of sin an experience that keeps us from making irreparable mistakes in our relationships. It, it, it's those boundaries that we have to submit to in order to live our lives within the will of God. As we discover that his love is something that we submit to as well. And we, we discover that first in the discipline that, that mom provides that God loves us enough to say, no, that's bad for you. That God loves us enough to guide us to a place of wholeness and healthiness in the way that we live our lives for him. Now, the love of moms is an incredible expression to us, helping us understand the perfect love of God. And this morning, I want to I ask you to think about your own situation, to think about your own mom. How has God used your mom to help you understand him better? Think about all the ways that your mom has loved you, all the difficult moments that she has encouraged you through. Think about all the ways that she has pointed you back to the path that you need to be on and how she's helped you recognize your need for God in those moments. I want to encourage you today to, to, to call your mom, to talk to your mom, to go visit your mom and, and thank her for helping you grow closer to the Lord. Thank her for, for helping you 
get back on the right path, for, for seeing you in those difficult, dark moments and, and caring enough about you to help you to help you turn your life around and surrender to God again. Maybe, maybe you're a mom and you're thinking about your kids. I want to encourage you today to keep striving for this perfect love of God, to keep, to keep discovering ways that you can love your kids and, and help them come to recognize God in their lives, that you would continue to express a love that, that maybe you're, you're not feeling right now, that you would continue to love them when your patience is gone, that you would continue to love them when, when your, your temper flares and your fuse is short, that you would lean into God and allow him to pour into your life this love that you continue to express, actually that he's expressing through you, and that you would use your relationships with your kids to help them grow closer to God. And I also want to encourage all of us today, this week, this month, as we, as we encounter people in this world, as we see moms working with their kids, and sometimes you sit down at a restaurant and you see a, a family come in and you can tell this mom has had a day. And it's all she can do just to keep the kids at the table and eating. Take some time to, to, to care for that family. Just, just lean over and, and say some meaningful, encouraging words. Offer to pay for their meal. If you can get away with it, do it without them even knowing. Just be a blessing in some way to a mom this week. Let God use you in the world around you to build people up, to encourage them. Let God use you in, in the situations you find yourself in, the, in the interactions that you have, in the relationships that are already present in your life to point people to him. That's the calling that we have from God, that his love would be seen in us, his perfect love in every relationship that we have. And while we're focused on moms today, what God is calling each one of us to do is to surrender to submit, and to allow his love to be seen through us. Let's pray together. God, we thank you today for moms. We thank you for, for the, the moms that you have blessed us with. You are the giver of every good and perfect gift, and we know that you have provided for us, that you have cared for us, that, that you have expressed your love through the moms that you have given. And God, we're grateful for the way that we see you. We're grateful for, for those moms who are, who are pointing their kids to you. God, we we just ask that you would give them strength, that you would encourage them where they are today, that you would let them be loved and feel loved. God, we thank you for them. Lord, I ask right now that you would, you would work in our relationships, that we would, we would see you working, that we would feel you working, that we would participate, that we would, we would step forward into those moments and allow you to use us to draw people closer to you. God, we thank you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.